Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. It's a Monday morning. Not only that, but it's a Memorial Day holiday. This is the day we remember our fallen soldiers, airmen, military people, and keep them in our hearts, our thoughts, and our prayers. Because they've done so much. They did the ultimate sacrifice so that we can stay free. So with that being said, let's go right into today's show. We have Jed on the line and Chatilla, hopefully, will be here shortly. She was up late last night, so the single mom dropped. You know how that goes. Today's topic will address learning to trust the process. Jed is on there at the end. Good morning, Jed. Welcome aboard. Hey, ATN, good morning, and happy Memorial Day. Same to you, same to you. All right. Well, wait a minute now. I'm saying same to you, but you... You know, you're not memorialized. You're still alive. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Jared. I'm just messing you. You have to answer that one. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> I'm very thankful for that. Okay, great. So today we're going to dive great. right into trusting the process. And can I start off with a story? Sure, go right ahead. This, this is a story that when I heard it, it um, – just really hit home for me. So it's about a man by the name of Eugene Finney. He's a 39-year-old father of two daughters. So kind of right off the bat, we've got a little bit in common. Um, mm-hmm. July is coming up, and I will be 38 years old. Of course, I got four daughters, and wow. he was vacationing out in Huntington Beach, California, which is, I believe, just a couple hours away from where I live. Uh-huh. And um, he's out, out in the um, water jumping waves with one of his daughters, and he was attacked by a shark. Now, it sounds like the shark just kind of slammed into him and hit him hard enough to bruise him and cut his back pretty bad, but um, not deep enough that he had to go to the hospital. So okay. he had this long cut across his back, plenty of bruises, but he actually put off going to the hospital until after he returned home to Massachusetts. And what's interesting is... Once he got back home, Eugene did go to the doctor. The doctor ordered a CAT scan, and much to everyone's surprise, they found a small but potentially deadly tumor on his right kidney. So the wow. good news is, is um, it was still in the early stages, and he was treated pretty quickly with this minimally invasive surgery. Um, didn't need the re- radiation treatment, no chemotherapy, and today Eugene's cancer-free. Now, what's interesting oh, is... Good is if Eugene was never hit by the shark, he never would have gone into the doctor's office, never would have had that CAT CAT scan taken. And chances are there's a good chance that this tumor wouldn't have been discovered until it was too late. 
And so Eugene says, if I could find a shark and give it a hug, I would. <laughs> you give a shark a hug? I, he would I get give the message, shark a hug because... Get, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I get your message, but I can't visualize that at all. I, I'd rather hug a dolphin than a shark. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Okay. I would go all right. with Good dolphins before sharks any day. Yeah. But... I understand what you're saying, yes, definitely. Yeah. I'm in the stage of life where I feel like I'm I'm in the same place as Eugene or a similar place. His his story is pretty extreme and, and very cool. But um I can kind of relate yeah. to these um shark bite blessings, you know, I can relate to getting hit by obstacles, hurdles, all these roadblocks. Yes. And then looking back on the other side and being like, Wait a minute. That was kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. So I wrote down this quote that you and I were talking about before the show started. It says, God's plan and process are often much grander than we realize. Yes. Uh-huh. And that's something that I'm I'm learning because when I write out my goals and my plans, you know, I look at them and I, I think I know where I'm going. And um, usually um, – I'm finding out nowadays that my goals take two to three times as long to hit as I think they will. But when I get there, I Mm -hmm. look back and I'm just like, wow, I learned so much more on this road and in this process than I thought I would. Well, yeah. Well, you know, something I want to say about you that, that, wait a minute, that I have to add. One thing I've noticed you've said many, many times, and I think it's a good thing, that too, that we're doing what we're doing. Most times, <clears throat> speakers will say, this is what I want to tell you, this is what I know, this is what I blah, 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 blah. I don't hear you saying that. What I hear you saying is, I'm learning this, I'm learning this, and you pass on what you're learning while it's in process, in the process, to others. In other words, you are speaking, you believe in, you're doing you're practicing what you preach is what I'm saying. So while you're still learning it, we are learning with, along with you. And that's the difference I want to point out to you. So it fits right in. It fits right in perfectly. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. I never want to be somebody mm-hmm. who says, hey, if you just follow these three easy steps, yeah. your life will be perfect yeah. just like mine. Because yeah. life is far <laughs> Everybody's from perfect. Different. It's, it's good. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then everybody is the same old. Yes. As a husband, as okay. a dad of four daughters, I'm right in the middle of it with everybody else and just kind of learning along yes. the way. Exactly. And that's one of the good things about this coffee shop conversation because I like the concept. We're just informally sitting around a coffee table, your table and my table, separate tables, different parts of the world, but nevertheless, we're sitting around the table and we just have not discussions and in the process we're learning something in the process we're improving our lives in the process we're helping our families our relationships and even our faith grow stronger i can't thank you enough for this concept that you have of of, of presenting the way you do excellent absolutely i think that's the best way to learn though is when you can yes i agree discuss things ask questions kind of pause for a minute and say, wait a minute, I, I don't understand that yet. Because I think a lot of 
learning comes with the process. Well, you know something? I, I'm glad you mentioned that about teaching. Now, that's the same approach I use. Well, a similar approach I use. I don't lecture to students. I'm sure I will pass all information to them. But I give them a topic. I give them a sentence. And before I tell them what the sentence means or what the word means, I do a lot of descriptions of terms. But I don't do the description. I ask them, what does that mean to you? What do you think that means? Mm -hmm. And nine times out of ten, they're too shy to say something. And if they if they do say something, it's a word and word answer. Now I'm known many many times to stop them and say, okay, you're on the right track, but put it in the sentence so I can understand. Then I can see them struggling putting it into a sentence. And there's a, you know, professor, good, you're too tough. I said, well, you know, you're in college now. You're not in high school anymore. <laughs> this is the process of learning to speak as an intelligent individual. Oh, I see what you're going with now. And, and it's funny. It's um, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. It takes a while to sink in. But, yes, we learn a whole lot more when we can go through the process of coming up with an answer rather than just filling out an answer. They're so used to doing that. The game of cards. You have the right card or not. No, no, no. You have to go through the process of coming to that conclusion. I think that's what we're all talking about in life. Life is a process. Absolutely. Well, I think teachers, especially college professors, can see it really well. Because I know when I teach students and they're just starting, they're maybe in their first or second semester. Yes. Um, there's a there's a big difference in when they're at the tail end. I look at the students who are kind of closely graduating, and their papers are better, they're more articulate, their ideas are mm-hmm. clearer. But what's funny is I, I remember starting college myself and just kind of going into my first class thinking, oh, I've got this down. I know almost yes. everything. And it's funny, you know, I went in thinking I, I knew just about everything and um, really having so, so much to learn. And I left realizing how little I know, but having grown so much in the process. Well, and so it's, it's funny, funny how that, that works. Yes, it is, it is, because it happened like that for me. Now, let me share with you what happened in my high school year. <clears throat> I had to take a world history course, a world geography, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was world history. Now, you know, history is a lot of facts and figures, and you have to have them correct. I wasn't one to study them, <clears throat> rehearsing facts and figures, but I did. I did my homework. And I came prepared for every quiz, every exam they were going to have. Now, 90% of the time, I didn't pass because I didn't get all the information that I thought I I had. But I learned something in the process. I learned, I, I knew from learning what I didn't learn. I went back and learned mm-hmm. it. I mean, I learned it in reverse. Instead of learning it ahead of the exam, I learned it after the exam or after the quiz. And I was amazed with that because I said, gee whiz, Everybody around me is getting passing grades. I'm getting a failing grade or a low grade. Now I know what it means. Now I know what that means. Now I know how to get there. And that was interesting. But that was the only class I had like that that I really struggled with. But you know what? I turned that around. I learned from what I didn't know. So there's several ways to learn in the process. Yes, yes. 
I think failure is a pretty normal part of the process, and that's kind of what I'm discovering too is I see it in my own life and I see it in the life of, you know, even um, college students when I'm teaching, and I went through the process myself. Um, do every time I had a new teacher, remind myself, hey, it's pretty normal to not do well on the first, you know, one or two quizzes. And then I learn where yes. the teacher is pulling his questions from. I learn how to study, especially for yes. each particular teacher's test. And then I was able to do better later on. But I think that's a normal part in all processes is yes. they going in fired up, thinking it's going to be easy, thinking you're going to get there quickly, and then hitting some roadblocks yes. or obstacles or um, if you're Eugene Finney having a shark slam into you, something unexpected happens and sets you back. And usually there's that period of wondering, okay, should I be doing this? Should I give up? A lot of times the feeling like I need to give up. And that's where um, a phrase from a professor really hit home where he would say over and over again, trust the process. And when I was in graduate school, I remember he would repeat that phrase over and over again to the point that it was almost annoying. He'd say, trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> yes, like, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, I'd even sit in class and wait for him to say it. Like, I know it's coming. But then there was a day when <laughs> it, it hit. Like, I got discouraged. And I remember walking to my car, kind of thinking, okay, should I be doing this? Should I give up and try something else? And all of a sudden, I heard his words. It wasn't audible, but it was it was his tone, his um, intonation, and it was, Jed, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh-huh. And I took this huge sigh and just kind of said, okay, this is normal. Uh, yeah. Part yeah. of the process is getting discouraged, feeling like giving up. Let's push through this and keep going. Yeah. And I did. And looking back, I'm I'm glad I did. And so now when I get discouraged, um, I still hear his voice. I still hear that phrase, don't give up, trust the yes. process. And for Trust me, that's been process. a really good thing. It's been something really helpful. Yeah. Well, well, well. Well, talking about the process, Cecilia is in the process of coming online. Cecilia, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Cecilia, glad to have you join us. <laughs> glad to be here. So you were saying that about right. the professor, wait for the process. That is a process. Yeah. Keila, we are talking about stuff that's probably right up your alley. We are talking about trust in the process, and we've both been sharing our experiences with school and goals and all of that, and how goals are a lot of times, a lot of times take longer to achieve than we think they will, and how both of us are learning to trust the process and kind of push through the obstacles, the times we feel like giving up, and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, that hits home real well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know word that is never give up. <laughs> that means stay in the process. <laughs> right. It's easy to get discouraged when things don't happen in the time frame you think they're supposed to happen in, and that's life. But like he said, you're never supposed to give up. You know, with things like that, you got to keep at it every day, you know, every hour, every day, every month, you know, until you see results. 
and pray about it. Put it in God's hands. Yeah, until mm-hmm. the process. Well, you've lived out. this out, graduated, so you've just lived all of, all of this out too. Uh, yes. When it, you sign up for school, you know, life happens, things happen that you can't, you know, it's beyond your control, you know. But, you know, you, you have to continue to do what you do and remember why you signed up because it's easy for you to lose motivation. It's easy for you to get lost in a shuffle, especially when, you know, outside things happen. But you have to stay focused on what it is that you want. You have to stay, you have to remind yourself and be mindful of, the reason why you signed up for whatever it is that you wanted to obtain, you know, because it's easy to lose sight of that. Absolutely. So I wrote down one of my favorite quotes, and I first heard Tony Robbins say it. It's God's delays are not God's denials. And I love that quote because so often I think um, Christians bring in faith when there's delays and for some reason, we have this misconception that if we're going down the path that God wants us to go down, it's supposed to be easy. I think just the opposite is true. I think sometimes God wants us to learn to overcome the obstacles, to keep trusting in yeah. Him in spite of the roadblocks, and that yeah. you know the challenges that are there aren't because we're on the wrong path. So I love yeah. that quote yeah. that says, "God's delays are not God's denials." Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we often think that that excuse me, if we ask God for something and He's doing it for us, we expect the answer to be easy and the answer to come right now. It doesn't always work like that. You're right because we are instant. You know, people as humans, mostly for the most part, are instant gratification type people. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think that's sometimes where we learn the most. I know at least in my case, that's, that's when I learn the most is when it's a struggle and when it's hard and it's never fun in the, yeah. in the middle of it. But then on the other side, I can look back and be like, you know what, I learned so much during that time. That's really where I grew and developed. Um, but you it's know, really you know, tough to see when we're in the middle of it. Yeah. Right. I just saw a connection right now that we were talking about earlier. When I was in college, I learned about crisis theory and crisis intervention. Now, those are all brand-new terms and concepts to me. I didn't know about that prior to college, graduate college. But I soon became pretty good at crisis intervention. You know why? Back in high school when I didn't know that that history test and whatnot and I learned the answers after the test was, and I failed the test, that's exactly what crisis intervention is. What do you do when you're in a crisis situation? You have to come up with some answers. And I came pretty good at doing that. What are the resources needed? What are, how do you handle this? What is going on? Four, five, six different things go happen at the same time. We have to model through them and come up with solutions, come up with resources, come up with possibilities. Now, there's nothing that says the first answer is the right answer or the second or the third. Sometimes you might have to go down three, four, five different roads before we get to one that fits the crisis situation. And that, I guess, helped me because I had the background of going through the crises of failing my history classes or my history tests. I came out okay with a D or a C. I don't remember what it was. It was not a high grade, but I learned to pick up on it towards the end of the semester. So that all was stepping stones for who I am today and when I was in grad school. 
that's such a good point. It almost is like developing a muscle, learning to sit with the frustration, um, yes. learning to just sit with the uncertainty of all of it and to keep pressing forward, almost like a persistence yes. muscle. Oh, yeah. Now, you're doing the same thing right now with a book you're writing, a book that you've almost published finally. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there, huh? didn't you? <laughs> no, but you were telling me beforehand how you're coming up to the tail end of the process and how it was a long, yes, long yes, process, yes. and you're finally getting to the point where this book is. Yeah. Yes, but you didn't give well, up. Well, the lengthy process. Going. Right, right. <laughs> well, you see, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I mean, what's happening right now is not exactly where I wanted it to go. I had this wonderful design. I had this book. I had this picture. I had this concept. I had the storyline broken into two parts, and it was ready to go. And I couldn't get it done properly on uh, Amazon Kindle. I couldn't set the format because all the pictures were in there and they weren't coming up properly. So I decided to go to a publisher. Then the publisher accepted my manuscript, of course, but wanted me to get permission from Thirty different sources, and I was not about to go looking around for thirty different people to give me permission. I did ten, and ten rejected me. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to go that way. I want to see if I come up with another alternative. And I tried, and I tried, and I put it aside for a while. Put it aside for a while. Put it aside for a while. But was it three years later? Two years later? I finally decided, let's make some adjustments. Let's take the pictures out. Let's not have to worry about the permissions, and let's go with what we have. So my book is a little smaller than I had originally planned it to be, but nevertheless, I got there. <laughs> I went through a crisis. And congratulations. Which went Years through that book. Making, too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it can get discouraging at times for a lot of authors, you know, even if you're first-time authors, be thinking about becoming an author or you've been an author, you know, numerous times. Things come up, you yeah. know, and you have to stay motivated because when you're writing a book, it just don't happen overnight. And, and, again, life is thrown at you and some of the unavoidables happen and you get discouraged. But I think you should, you know, continue to be motivated and, and keep it going until you are able to have, you know, your book in hand. So keep the pen to the paper and don't stop discouraged regardless of yes. what happens yes. in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I remember when I was um, editing my very first book, and I, I think it's pretty normal. Um, there were times I looked back and I thought, this is great, I love it. And there were other times when I'd be editing and I'd look at it and be like, okay, maybe I should just scrap this whole thing and start over. <laughs> and yeah, right. <laughs> I kind of had to remind myself when I got the parts that didn't resonate with me um, as much as they did at one time that um, maybe this was, kind of part of the process and maybe I had to write some okay books before I wrote that really really great one because I look at the information and be like it's all really good information but I wish I could say it better you know, I wish I could say it more eloquently I wish there were more quotes that just really stood out and then finally I had to take a huge sigh and just say you know what it's good enough I'm going to let go of that yes. perfectionism side of me I'm going to trust the process and instead of you know, working on this one book for the next 10 years, I'm going to yes. publish this one, learn from it, grow, and write the next one, and trust the process that I'm going to get better and keep growing along the way. Right. Then you can have a one book, one new book every year for the next 10 years. Yeah. That's it. 
See how many books you have out, Jed? <laughs> I got four out right now, and the fifth one I just ordered my proof copy today. Now it's it's very short and sweet, but um, I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be good. I feel like wow. every time I publish something, I'm growing a little bit, getting a little bit better, and um, yeah. I'm excited about it. It really has been a process. Wow. Yes. So, Joe, I was telling Jet uh, before he came on the air about how the coffee shop conversations is really, are really a work in progress. Jet doesn't come and lecture to us. He just says, this is what I'm learning, this is what I'm learning. And what he's talking about is we are actually learning it as we go through it. And that's amazing. Uh, Jet, I have something I want to throw out at you because you teach at the seminary, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you live in two worlds. You live in the secular world and you live in the spiritual world or the seminary world. And uh, here's something I, I want to pass on to you that I came up with last night, an acronym. I promise you I'll come back with another acronym, and I have one for you today. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait. Hold amazing. on. I'm just getting my keyboard out because I want to write it down. <laughs> oh, stop. All right. I'm all good to go. Why did you give your, do- your child this when he was sick? 
because my gut told me that's what he needed to to bring up the vomit or to bring up whatever it is that was in his stomach before he got to the hospital. And nine times out of ten, the mom was correct. But how did she know to do the right thing? It was intuition. Mm-hmm. The process. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you know, Mommy, you've done that many times, I'm sure. Uh, your daughter gets sick and or your son gets sick and you have to figure out what to do next. You mean I do it every day, all day? Yes. <laughs> Children does not come oh with goodness. a manual, so you have to find yes. a way to make a way and, and think fast on your feet. <laughs> yes, so you yes, think like yes, quicksand. Yes. So, yes. Yes. And that intuition is how accurate that, that intuition can be, too. Sometimes we can't yes. explain it, can't put it yes. into words, but looking back, it's like, yep, I should have gone with that first initial gut feeling. Yeah. Mhm. Oh yeah. You're right. And again, that's all. That's all a gift from God. Could you imagine if we were living as a human being without those gifts, that intuition? We wouldn't be able to solve things. We'd be like the kid in the candy store. I want something to eat, but I don't know what it is. I'm gonna rather go hungry because I don't know what to go with. Well, <laughs> if you pay attention to what your body's telling you, it will tell you it wants a healthy food. But then again, if you get hooked on the sweet foods, like I've been hooked on the sweet food, you tend to go with the sweets, which won't hurt you if you did it, do it in moderation. But sometimes it's easier to go with the, to expose, it's, it's, go to extremes. Yeah. All right, guys, it is about that time. I've got to go run and check on my kiddos. But I've got one closing quote. Um, says, you haven't failed until you quit qu- quit trying. And I love that quote. Yes. You haven't failed yes. until you quit trying. Um, just another anonymous quote that reminds me to keep pushing forward and keep trusting yes. the process. And even when the hurdles and the obstacles come up, a lot of times those are the learning moments, the growing moments. And so don't stop. Don't take it as God steering you in another direction because it might be that he's trying to teach you something through the process. Right. And that's why I should do it says never give up. But there may be a lot more to be learned in the process. <laughs> never give up. Jed? Absolutely. Right. Right. You have a good day, Jeff. Thank you much. We'll see you next week. Hey. By the way, just so you know, start next month, we will be doing the shows for half an hour rather than extending them for a full hour. We'll be going on the summer schedule. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Okay. I will see you next right, Monday. Dad. Take care, Okay, Jen. see you next Monday. Thanks a lot. Okay. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye. So long now. So long. Okay. Shakila? Yes. Okay, good. You're there. All right, good. Well, we were just basically wrapping up the process of going through the process. We talked about it. And we addressed it. Before we wrap things up here, any thoughts you want to add to what you were the was already presented? Well, I would say my closing thoughts is whatever you're going through, you know, it may not be easy. And, again, you can't push push, push pause on life. Um, so, you know, don't get discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged just because it doesn't happen in the time frame you think it's supposed to happen in. Pray about it. Put it in God's hands. Stay motivated. Stay focused. Continue to do what you're doing and never give up. In other words, stay in the process because 
just because we can't see the end result right away doesn't mean that it's not worth it. It's just like when we put the pot on the stove and it's boiling the water. Just because we don't see it or hear it when we step away doesn't mean the water is not boiling. And if we stay with the process, the water eventually will boil. Sometimes it will even boil over. We have to keep our eye on it. And in life, if we think of a crisis of, as a boiling pot of water or a pot of boiling water, then we know we have to at least keep moving and take action as we go. Because if we take no action, it will boil over. So with that, right. I want to wrap things up and say, oh, these uh, Monday mornings, <laughs> coffee shop conversation comes so early for us, but even earlier for Jack. Nevertheless, right. well worth it. And well worth it, yes. We get a lot of feedback on that. And we're wrapping things up today on learn to trust the process. Everything will work itself out if we put things in the right direction. Line them up. No go. So, Shatil, until next month, I'm going to say so long to you for now. We'll catch you next Monday morning when we continue with Coffee Shop Conversations. So, take care for now. See you around. Bye, Ian. Bye, all. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. So long. See you next Monday.